agents and other people in our industry trying to build their business in probate real estate, asking how do they create more value for their prospects, for attorneys or for <clears throat> adult care facility personnel they want to get business, do business with, or other, other people in general, just how do they help create value for themselves, position themselves as expert in the field of probate real estate or senior real estate. And so I'm really excited. I came across a, a company that's in this space. I think it's a great tool for all of us. Uh, and um, I was introduced to her by another uh, great vendor, great tool that I know does a fantastic job as well. Uh, for those you saw previously, we had uh, Matthew Van Drimmelin on this call, and he runs Full Circle Aftercare. And he introduced me to Sarah Powers. And Sarah is the, I believe the term is founder uh, for- for my Nemo, uh, and I'll let you uh, kind of explain, because I know I, it, it, it's like, this is your baby, so I'm gonna have you explain, and, and I think every realtor this would benefit, but what's the, what is the, what, what's the problem that my Nemo fits, and what do you guys do? Yeah, thank you, well, thank you so much for having me on, Bill, it's great to, great to chat with you again. So, Nemo actually started um, a couple of years ago now. I was fortunate enough to be, um, helping my mom think through how do we figure out what to do with everything in her parents' house after they passed away. And her parents had lived in the same house for over 60 years. So you can imagine they had accumulated some nice things of, of value, but were, they were very sentimental to her and her seven siblings. So as she and I were talking about what process she might have to divide them fairly, she really knew that she wanted it to be something that was fair and, and something that wouldn't end in a fight and destroy her, the legacy that her parents had built, but also something that would be efficient and transparent. She had a lot of other things going on as she was settling the estate, and she wanted to be conscious of the time that she'd be able to commit to it. And so I started Nemu by building a tool for my family to use. And fast forward to what we are today, we are an app that families can use to quickly catalog their property. They can do this proactively or you know, after somebody passes. And when they catalog the property, we've curated some tools that allow people to really capture stories through voice notes or comments or written text about the significance of an item. And based on their descriptions, we're able to pull in price estimates for them to bring a little bit of price transparency so that they get a little bit of a better idea of how much this might cost or, or sell for. And then from there, we've built an algorithm designed to maximize fairness. And it does that by asking each beneficiary how much they value something on an emotional level. And it will optimize the division of goods so that everybody ends up with a fair distribution of assets and there's no envy. And to date, we have not had any family fight over these this allocation of stuff. So it really reduces the temperature in the room, if you will, for, for nice. figuring out who's going to get what and why, and turns the process into more of a celebration and one that people can really rally behind. And then whatever's left, we help families sell to the best of our ability um, through different channels. So let me just do a, quick, a little bit of housekeeping just real fast. This is Probate Weekly. We do this call every Thursday at 4 p.m. You can set up at probateweekly.com and be invited into the live Zoom call if you want to come in that way. But we also live stream it on Facebook and YouTube, and you're welcome to come there. And if you chat in the comments, feel, feel free to say hi. I, I watch the comment boxes on those 
streams as well. We'd love to have you participate there. And obviously, if you're there, please like it and subscribe. But if you're watching through live streams, we'd love to have you. But if you want to come in the Zoom, they'll register on at probateweekly.com. You can continue the conversation afterwards in the Facebook group we have, Probate Weekly. We have over 3,000 members in our group. Feel free to ask questions, look for referrals, um, post probate-related content there to get extra views and extra likes on your social media. Separate from that, I run another program, which is a real estate email master marketing class, where we get together and talk about how to be more effective with our marketing. Obviously, one topic you could talk about is Nemo and how that can help your clients. We're going to talk about how to, how to use that. But love to have you participate in that uh, program. So Nemo is located at mynemu.com. Our guest today is Sarah Powers, who's the founder of the group. Um, but mynemu.com is the website for Nemu and has all those details there. Um, okay, so there's kind of the table set, hopefully a little bit. Um, so let's talk a little bit. So, you know, my business personally is more, the house is so thrashed. It's a mess, yeah. the wall's falling in rain damage it was cited by the city that's kind of the world that i deal in and i say to myself i'd like to get into the higher end where there's nicer things that people have the need to argue about obviously the way to do that is to solve their problems and one of the problems is what do we do with all the personal property and as realtors if we can help solve that problem we position ourselves for the real property talk about so i mean i know you don't want to get too personal because this is you know public but Obviously, there has to be a certain income threshold that this becomes important or a certain asset threshold where people are going to fight over things it has to be good enough condition that there's that dynamic and you need a couple yeah. families going on. So what is that? What Describe the kind of the, the typical or most typical in your experience estate that is a customer of yours that you're working with. Well, first, Bill, before I answer that. Um, I would just want to touch on something that you highlighted. Um, you know, I spoke quite a bit about how we serve the end family, but we really reach the families we serve through our partners. And so through uh, real estate agents like yourself and, you know, folks working in probate and the probate world, funer funeral directors and so forth, really allowing them to expand their toolkit and, um, you know, help keep their clients happy and also expand their practice. And in terms of income, and, and, and so you're so right. I literally had a conversation an hour ago with an agent out here in Arizona who wants to do more business with the states. And, yeah. and what do you have to talk about? And this is just one more arrow in your quiver. It's not going to solve all the problems, but it's one more yeah. thing you post about, one more thing you put on your website, one more connection. I think you're, you're right on a, as far as that goes. Yeah. And we see so many families hung up with, we have to clear the house in order to sell it, or they have a buyer identified and they need to clear the house rapidly and it just on both ends can be stressful. Mm -hmm. But back to your question in terms of what income bracket we serve. So we, we do have um, a free trial. We do have um, packages starting at $99 all the way up to $999. And that's really designed so that we can help our families at any price point. Um, of course, there's more bells and whistles, the bigger the package you you purchase, but they're also, you know, probably for bigger estates or more complex division um, aspects within a family. So we do try to meet everyone um, to the best of our ability where they are. Fantastic. How much of you and the, the other part that I want everybody in this call to hear today is two things. One, here's a tool you can use to approach the people you're trying to get business from. You can create value for those attorneys or uh, adult care facilities or 
uh, yep. wealth planning or you know, there's a whole world of that. Yeah. Second though, your business is somewhat like our business in that you, I imagine, are constantly trying to work with those kinds of vendors, maybe funeral homes more than realtors, though there are some realtors who work with funeral homes. Uh, but I know that I met you through Full Circle Aftercare as an example. Mm -hmm. uh, and also I would imagine you work with um, maybe national senior care facilities. So what's mm -hmm. it like? Talk to you a little bit about the business development side of, of meeting these, these niche vendors or niche prospects for your business. And how do you approach them to get them to work with you? Oh my gosh, great question. Um, well, first of all, I'd say there's a common thread um, throughout all vendors that touch on a client's, if you will, customer, you know, journey, right? They're accumulating wealth. Maybe they work with a wealth manager. They're trying to downsize, thinking about senior living communities. Um, they're trying to pre-plan their funeral and, and so forth. So many, so many um, touch points throughout their life with these professionals. And I'd say a common thread amongst all of them that I have found is that uh, folks are really motivated to help the family. And everybody has a story about a family impacted by this specific issue um, that they are very, very optimistic and open to seeing a solution come in and solve. And so those conversations end up being really, you know, about it, it's not really explaining that this is a problem and this is you know, something that nobody's heard of. It's it's a solution to a longstanding problem. And so um, often find um, warm reception to it. And then the the puzzle begins, okay, how do we how do we um, get it in front of your families without becoming something that is another sales pitch, right? Because we're right. serving families in a really vulnerable period and we're not here to be a big sales pitch. We're we're here to help. Um, so that becomes the delicate process. Now you have your own social media. So every realtor on here, in my mind, you have had. If you're working this space, you've had customers say, "We'd love to list and sell the house, but we can't. We have all the stuff inside." Yes. And we don't know what to do. The stuff. And you call them back two weeks later. And the stuff is still there. The stuff is older and more vulnerable, and maybe somebody's stealing some of the stuff, and they got that whole thing going yeah. on, right? And so I'm not suggesting that every single time you bring out Nimu as a tool that they're going to automatically list with you, but I am suggesting you might want to tell everybody you know about a tool like this or this particular one. Why not? She's here. There's the website. Have at it. Because it's just another thing that somebody will say to you. That's so funny. I saw your post on uh Nemo as a service my aunt's house just she just passed away we're not sure what to do with the stuff it was so interesting do you know about that have you worked with it before and now you're in the discussion right so yeah. again I'm not suggesting that this is a tool that you're going to use every time I'm suggesting a tool you should use this is what I'm doing by the way notice you're all on the call and I'm promoting her for another reason I think it's a good tool that some of my clients are going to appreciate I think you all could do the same thing as easily as taking her post and reposting it and on the website they link to their facebook and other social media as well as maybe shooting a short video to yourself about the tool so that's where i'd like to help um thank you yeah, yeah. No, and we're happy um for folks on the call please reach out at sarah with an h s-a-r-a-h at mynemu.com um you know we're we're bringing on partners daily and would love to chat with you about how we can best serve you and 
And I think, Bill, one thing that you touched on is, you know, everybody that you talk to has a story about this. And so it's something that people go to dinner parties or social events complain about. And if you can be the solution that solved this problem, they'll they'll likely mention your name in that conversation too when their friend or loved one is going through it. Yeah. And I think your goal as a professional is to be the person that your customers call and say, I don't know if you can help me or not, but you seem to have so much going on. I assume you can help me with this problem. And I think of Nemu as a continuum from maybe I spend more time with the junk out, toxic waste removal, termites, uh, and pest removal. And the positive side is you have a beautiful house where you have stuff that people want, value both financially and emotionally. But all those are just a continuum of, I have a real estate that I'd love to sell, but I have a problem. Yes. The problem is the stuff inside. It's either bad stuff or good stuff. I think Nemo's at the end more on the good stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah, the, the sentimental, the stuff that people don't want to just throw away or have a hard time throwing away. Right. Talk a little bit about, again, put your business development hat on or your entrepreneur slash founder hat on. Tell me a little bit about your social media strategy. Where does that fit into your business and promoting what you do? Yeah, great question. We are refining it every day, transparently, um, trying to figure out um, folks that, you know, are the are the right partners to share our name in front of their audience and and hope, hopefully start building our own following um, so that we can, you know, host events and workshops um, catered towards this kind of niche area of getting organized. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I think, you know, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, haven't scratched the surface of TikTok yet, but it's, it's on the to-do list. Mm. I find TikTok intimidating, but, um, I think we, you know, with some help, we'll be able to do it. Um, and, and LinkedIn as well. And, and LinkedIn is more to, to obviously, um, reach, uh, business partners and, and, you know, we've actually found quite a few, um, customers use it, um, as well through LinkedIn. Well, I'm going to try to get you on today. We're going to be on YouTube and I'm going to try to continue from my, my channel. Great. Uh, <laughs> please, you please and... guide me to YouTube as well. <laughs> yeah. I think the video part is so important. And I think for all the real estate agents, again, if you know more than either calling, I did an interview with her. She was very gracious to spend 10, 15 minutes with me a few weeks ago. And that's been really nice as well as um, you know, their social media, you can repost their, I'm sure they're glad to have you repost it. But again, it's, it's not just about posting for posting sake. It's being thoughtful and saying, who do I know right. would benefit from this? And they're trying to get their attention with it. And, and they may or may not see it right away. You might add something like this once a quarter to your mix. But mm -hmm. I, I tell every agent, you should be doing some estate planning stuff once a quarter, uh, some move out stuff once a quarter. And there's a couple of pieces of your social media kind of schedule filled out for you. If you just pay attention to that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like you can teach me a thing or two. <laughs> well, I mean, certainly within real estate, uh, but yeah. you know, with the other, in, and you're dealing with some really good people. You look, you had one of the most prolific people in that industry recommended to me, right? Matthew's not yeah. just some dude. He's got like a real fantastic business. Uh, yeah. He's really a sharp, sharp guy. And so you're doing something right to get his attention. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure what it was. I didn't see it. He didn't tell me, but uh, I think it's the product. It makes sense. And it's, I know his world is a, a basket of these kinds of services to their customers. And so it kind of taught me, I need to kind of sharpen up my list as well. So, yeah. okay. So those are the call today. If you're on the, on the social media, we'd love to get you in as well. I saw uh, Raising L's 
uh, said hi from YouTube. But if you're on the YouTube, Facebook, or LinkedIn, feel free to jump in, ask a question, love to have you participate. If you're in the Zoom call, that's what it's designed for. Uh, this is your chance. You know, you can ask a question, I'll bring you in. It's recorded on YouTube. You can clip that piece and put it on your, on your social media. I'm kind of handing you the free opportunity to interview uh, Sarah without all the work I had to go through. So <laughs> feel free to raise your hand, jump in, ask a question, put in the chat box. I'd love to get you guys uh, to learn more about this. And I'd love to encourage all of you to, um, again, focus on how you help your customers. My, uh, You've heard me say before that the, um, the value, the money we receive is reflection of the value we create for other people. And Zig Ziglar, my co first coach used to say, you give anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. And we all know customers who want to sell the house, they want to get rid of the stuff, they want to keep some of the emotional stuff, they want to sell the financial stuff, and yeah. they want to be in harmony with their siblings. And this is a tool that can help us do that as well. So can you kind of walk us through the process of somebody, uh, a real estate agent, let's say, is uh, interested in um, doing this, and the customer says, hey, I want to do it. What do I do? What's the next step to actually uh, use Nemo as a tool to resolve their personal properties, we would call it? Yeah, great question. So um, our current website right now, you'll reach out to one of our team members, and we'll set up time with you to really understand what... Um, what yeah the get started um or on the get started page you'll go ahead and click that and um you'll set up time with our team and then from there we actually have a new uh website launching in about 10 days so an excited an exciting countdown to that where you'll be able to download the app directly from um the website and get started. We've built in a ton of tutorials and um, support for our clients to get started on their own, but we do find that most clients like to have an onboarding call, which we're of course always going to be open to doing. So there's gonna be this way for now and in about 10 days, um, a little bit quicker of a process if folks are ready to get started right away. We're really getting in uh, at the ground floor with you. We're really excited to be, I'm really excited mm -hmm. to be part of it. And then for those who are interested, if you go to the website, again, it's mynamu.com and the bottom they have their social media page and for those of you who those of you real estate agents who say oh my gosh i just don't know what i can use for content all you have to do is really click on their uh page and they're going to take you to their facebook page and i already did it actually once and you're going to see their posts which really you can just take this and share this uh and, right. and talk about it and what i would always say is rather than just reshare it uh, now I know it's a copyright feature. I would just copy paste the graphic and put my own description. Hey, I saw the founder of mynemu.com or, or Nemu talk about yeah, a more efficient way to uh, devise the personal property in a way that's fair for everybody and and uh, transparent. And, and and what have you picked up from this? And I and I, again, I always urge people, don't just copy somebody else's social media. Don't just buy that. You know, we all get companies that say, oh, well, we'll post for you you know, 10 times a month, it's only 60 bucks. Well, th that's not your voice. You're yeah. on this call today. My goal is to introduce you to Sarah so you can kind of get your own spin on her and the service and then use that to create your own social media promoting it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So where do you, how do you promote this? Do you, I know you go to some conventions. That's where you, I think you met Matt, Matthew. Is that one of the Main channels yeah. For yeah, we met um, about a year ago at an estate planning um, convention um, and have since seen each other at a couple more. Um, 
where else we do local uh local meetups of professionals so again with a, you know estate planners real estate professional organizers kind of across the board um and it's been you know a lot of and just referrals people that you know work in the space referring each referring us to somebody else that they think might benefit from it nice. um so a little less social focus but we're moving more to that to that realm now that we're um getting a little bit of a facelift on our our website and and downloading process the uh what do you think is the thing that holds professionals back if anything from using it is it just lack of knowledge of the product and service or is it is there some issue that you need to earn the trust and how do you address that um that's a really good question um holding folks back one I think it's you know like everybody uh surfacing to the top of their priority list um to kind of uh implement and so to, to solve for that one way we've um partnered with uh some of our business partners is we you know do all the upfront work for a month you know we offer a free month of services so that we can work together as a partner and making sure we're doing it right we can do trainings um with staff members that need to be included and so forth to really make it successful so i think you know saying yes to something and, and it making sense is is one part but doing the work to get it uh, incorporated in your practice is another and so we try to reduce all the barriers for that as, as much as we can because we did learn you know that is a that is a hurdle um i think yeah i think that's the kind of the biggest biggest one that we've we've addressed and so again for all of us you know I really think you can always learn from other people. One of the reasons why I enjoy meeting entrepreneurs in in related but different fields is they have the same problems we do, right? The same problem that she has, we have. When, when the real estate agent says, well, how do I get more business from attorneys? Well, part of it is just getting on their radar screen, right? Part of it is yeah. just, they may know you, they may meet you somewhere, and then the day you walk out the door, they're busy, they forget all about you. And how do you get back on the radar screen? And so for us as realtors, I know for me, uh, my coach is Grant Cardone, and he'll say, just smother your prospects with social media. And that's kind of my approach. And you could say, well, Bill, that's a bit much. And some people like it and some don't. But um, I, I don't know any other way other than constantly trying to be a value to my customers. And the ones who appreciate that do, and those that don't, you know, aren't going to do business with me anyhow. That's kind of my approach to it. Yeah, you know, you, you raise a good point too. What I found in the um you know working with lawyers and in, in that space um they do like to see you a few times before committing to wow. committing resources to getting your um services incorporated into their practice and i think you know they are a tougher nut to crack because they're really focused on a, a, a discrete um nature of their services and so thinking of all the aggregating and thinking of all the different resources to provide their clients can you know might not be top of mind again it's it's getting to be that priority item which yeah i completely agree with you can be you know creating the awareness that you're doing on social media doing email campaigns we've we've leaned on a lot of email campaigns i forgot to mention that um to remind people that we're out there and, and what we do and and how to engage with us that's super important and i think the other strategy going back to your question um from a few questions ago is there's a lot of um, resources out there to help you 
look at analytics. So looking at who's engaging with your posts, who's opening your emails and clicking on links and really interested, but not maybe not quite there yet um, in responding to them. Um, so you can nurture that relationship a little differently than the person that just ignores it um, straight out of the gate. So definitely leaning on data to help inform next steps of engagement. So if I think about it as a real estate agent, I have agents who will say to me, for example, trying to get business by going to bar association events as an affiliate yeah. to the local bar. They'll say, well, I went to one or two, I don't like any leads. Well, right. They only saw you once or twice. They assume you're a flake. Exactly. You three times, they think they've seen you five. They go four times, they think you've seen you eight. They see you five times, they think they've seen you 20. Like at some point, there's a certain yeah. geometric function to that that, that uh, uh, starts to work in your favor, but it's not at one or two. And I think no. you're talking about, in, in our case, taking somebody's client, which might be worth tens of thousands of dollars, and yeah, it's nice to have an app that costs $99 a month or $9.99. But more importantly, I have a $25,000 or $50,000 commission. I got to think twice about you know, the Ooh. risk of a problem, right? It's one thing to have a good idea. It's another thing to have a problem, which is why totally. I think it's so important to promote a social media rather than as a solution, because let the customers self-choose in, but mm -hmm. they see that you're trying to help them with this. Yeah, and I think you're touching on credibility, right? It's all about building credibility, and you can do that very quickly through social media um, and other digital avenues. Um, and so, yeah, completely agree, though, that it, it takes a you know, you go to your first event. I, this is wisdom I've been I've been told is you know you're going to go to your first event, expect nothing. Um, maybe a little bit, little bit more at your second, but um, thereafter, folks will know that you're sticking around for a while, and right. you know, then then people start kind of knowing your name a little bit more from in, in a more familiar way. I think also that if you're going to come to something multiple times, you are probably bringing some value to the meeting, right? You, right. If you network, you bring guests, and after two or three times, they realize you're really contributing to this event as opposed to just taking. Well, why is that important? Because in our business relationship, if all you do is take my deal, who wants to work with you? But if you're going to look at me as a relationship and bring value to it, and that's why I think it's so important, consistency. And I think you said it, social media gives you the chance to do things daily or weekly that people go, wow, this person's really consistent without, you know, to, to buy that kind of credibility. I think, I think you're spot on with that. So again, I think you're, you're, um, um, uh, assessment in your business in your position is just the exact same as ours we're just selling different widgets um uh, yeah. you know real estate selling houses and you're selling the service of disposing of the private property um raising else says on the youtube that self-character plays a huge role for networking I, I also could not agree more that you know you have to go someplace where you feel comfortable and confident i know for me when i show up in event there's more realtors than there are uh, attorneys in a bar event. I don't want to go there because it just feels like a like a shark tank. Yeah, versus, it sounds like yeah. Versus a, a, some real estate investing events. If I'm the only probate expert, then all of a sudden I feel like I have value I'm bringing to the group. People want to do business with me. So, um, okay, good. So um, now, sorry, how did go back a little bit in time? How did you get in this space? I mean, I, I asked you this question when we did the one on one interview when you were a little girl, you didn't grow up playing Barbie and uh, disposing of houses, uh, furniture, and such. I don't think so. Uh, assuming you play with Barbies on them, my daughter did. Um, so, uh, a little sexist there, Bill. Sorry about that. So, but how did you end up in this space? It's a great you question. Said, you talk about your own uh, family, but didn't mean yeah. you have to take this on. Like, how did you 
how'd you go from the gee there's a problem to i'm going to solve this problem and i'm going to found a company in this area yeah uh great question um so it was kind of serendipitous if, if that's the right word for it um I'd, I'd spent about um a decade working in healthcare on the operations side um really passionate about serving patients and making their experience better and, and improving their outcomes um I was um six months pregnant when I got into uh, Wharton, uh, an MBA program, and uh, had this great job as well. And I knew that I could do two of the three things really well, but perhaps not all three. So obviously uh, had my daughter and with the support of my partner um, enrolled in school. And so I had this unique kind of career break to think about, okay, what is it that really motivates me? Um, and simultaneously, my mom was out visiting um, when when we had our daughter and uh, my grandma had just passed away. And so I had this kind of front row seat into um, the challenges she was facing. And I'm just, uh, I think, personality wise, an action oriented problem solver. And so immediately jumped in. Um, and, and our family has been such a common thread throughout my life and, and such an anchor that it meant a lot to me to see the legacy of my grandparents um, live on and, and have a successful kind of transition during that period. Um, and so that's really what motivated me to jump in then with my family. And then after seeing it work so well with them, I knew that there are so many more families that this can impact. In fact, 45 million families will inherit $4 trillion of just personal property heirlooms in the next 25 wow. years. That's yeah. excluding the other 65 trillion that's going to be part of the great wealth transfer, which inc includes real estate too, right? So, you know, this is not a small niche thing. This is going to be something that's very um, prevalent. And so I didn't see any tool really available that that solved the, the, the problems we were facing. And so I built one. Well, it's really moving, I know. And we talked about that before. Now you remind me of the story. And I think that it's so personal. Obviously, it's important to you. And that comes across. And it's a reminder for all of us to make sure that we you know, re requaint ourselves why we got into real estate, those are the realtors or attorneys, why we got into law and, and focus on fulfilling that dream and that mission. And that will be our North Star to help us move forward. So I put in the um, in the banner on the uh, online and in the chat box for the Zoom call, uh, the contact info for Nemu, mynemu.com, Sarah's email, Sarah with an H at mynemu.com, mm -hmm. and the phone number from the website. So love to have you guys participate. Love to have you guys, uh, you know, if you appreciate the service, thinks of value for your customers, uh, go ahead and go to their social media and like it or note it. And then more important, use it in your own social media. Again, you, I, I, I'm going to give you permission to violate all the copyright laws in the world. Copy the graphic, <laughs> post it in your own Facebook post in your group, and talk to your customers as to why this is a tool that they might want to look into, or if they are to reach out to you and tell them that you've you run a call with the founder of the company and that's something that you think that might help them if in the right situations. Not that I believe you'll get 100 phone calls as a result, but I do believe that at some point somebody will see that and call you a month or two later and say, you know, Bill. I saw this thing about the per private personal property and maybe they'll say, Hey, our house is empty, but we got this house. We don't know what to do with it. And I just happened to notice your post or there'll be somebody with a house full of heirlooms 
and baseball cards and collectibles, and you'll yeah. have a chance to help them collect everything and move it right. So, uh, sir, I really appreciate being on the call today and look forward to continuing to work with you and uh, our related partners. And um, I'll continue to uh, promote your program. I think not as an affiliate or any other reason that I think it's an important tool that we all should use as real estate agents. So thank you so much for, yeah. for being with us today. Well, thank you so much, Bill. And, and for anybody that's on the call that wants to learn more, we, you know, happy to chat, um, happy to think of other ways to uh, get the message out to your to your audience. So please feel free to reach out and um, would love to hear from you. And, and thanks again, Bill. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. OK, so let's continue. I want to talk about a couple other things today. Also, I really I don't know. I hope you guys find that helpful. I know I do. Uh, and for me, I want my client list to see that tool and service. And so this is how I do that. But I also want to encourage you guys to do the same thing with yours. It's genuine. I, for another reason, I think it will help your customers. I think it will help you with your business. Um, I want to ask anybody here on the call in the Inland Empire area or consider going out in the Inland Empire, um, going to the Inland Empire Estate Planning Seminar. I get asked all the time, how do I get more business from attorneys? And the obvious answer is go to where they go. And there's an upcoming estate planning seminar. It's really like all day, one to six at the Riverside Convention Center. I'm just wondering, is there anybody on the call that has seen this, that's planning to go to that? Now, the content's all attorneys that do estate plans. But one thing I know that's true is at these kinds of events, in addition to attorneys, there'll be vendors there. I don't know in particular, my Nemo.com will be there, but other vendors that service these same people and want to get the attention of the same people that you're looking to do business with um, are there. Now, this is this is for attorneys. And so there is uh, continuing education credit, but that's not really a value for us as agents. I'm just more because anybody here in the area planning to go to that? Anybody here interested in that event? I'm just kind of curious. No? So interesting. I, I don't know how these things come up and how they come off my radar. Okay. Um, and then I wanted to kind of share today. Um, I went to, uh, if, you, if you follow my YouTube channel today, I went to um, LA County Court as a listing agent. I had a listing that needed court confirmation. And so rather than just do it online, somebody has to go in person. My attorney was traveling. I said, well, no problem. I know exactly what to do. If a buyer shows up, you have to pre-qualify them, check their cashier's check, explain the process to them. We weren't expecting anybody. There was nobody who did show up. By chance to stand in front of the judge, I chance to hear the other attorneys and hear the other business going on. I will say attendance in LA County to me just looks to be about one-fifth to one-tenth as many people in the court as there used to be, but there were no other realtors. There were none. And so I'm not saying necessarily LA County is the only place to do this. I would say my guess is all over the place, there's video that's replaced a lot of the in-person, but the few people in the room are there for a reason. You have a chance to meet them. And so I would just urge you, and I'd, I'd love to get any feedback. Is there anybody here who goes to court as part of their business that could share with us kind of their experience in the past um, few weeks, months? Anybody yeah, do Bill. that? Mm -hmm. uh, um, this is Javier. Um, I was going to check with you. Um, I had gone to um, the courthouse, Superior Court down in, in downtown, and um, it seemed, because I'm doing my sister's probate, and when the, the courtroom that we're in there, it seems like that's just a like the courtroom where um, the probates start, and then do they get assigned to a different courtroom, and then can we go, go into those courtrooms as well? Is that 
how it works? Good question. <clears throat> no, uh, typically it's handled by the same, 99.9% are handled by the same from front to back. What you saw was you probably went to the first hearing, which was the 830 calendar. Correct. So the 830 calendar, and this is how LA County runs, it's similar in Orange County, it's similar in most counties in California. I'm sure it's somewhat similar in other states, but I can't speak with experience there. <clears throat> but in, in uh, LA County, for sure, in most parts of California, what the court does is 830 is kind of like a, a planning and a, um, a, a prioritization and a calendaring time slot, 830 to 930. They're gonna handle a lot of cases real fast. They're either gonna uh, approve them if they're routine, they're gonna delay them if they're not ready, they're gonna decline them if they're bad, or if they need litigation, they'll assign them into the process that's needed for litigation down the road, whether it be filing documents, hearings, trial dates, things like that. So most time when people go to probate, 99% of the time, um, there you file a petition for uh, to, to administer uh, an estate or to probate a will, to execute a will. And that first hearing date, either they approve you or don't approve you. And if they don't approve you, there's some reasons why, and you come back and fix it. And you really don't ever need to go to court unless there's some sort of conflict. And what happens is at the court, if you were there that day, I'm sure the judge said something like, I'm going to set an OSC or an OK to, or, or a, uh, uh, which is a, a way of saying, I'm going to put a, a, a marker in the calendar for a year from now, and you'll either have finished the probate by then or file a report as to why not. And then you'll do everything and you'll only file with the court where you need to file. And if it's filed correctly, they just approve it. If it's filed wrong, then you have to come to court and explain what the problem is. And so what you saw at the 30 calendar was they, they will pre-approve a chunk of uh, cases. They'll pre-decline a bunch that have problems. And then they'll try to quickly dispose of the rest and find the right track to put them on to get them where they're supposed to go. But but your case will have, I'm not sure, and I, I happen to know your sister, so I don't want you to disclose your personal business. I, I'm not going to ask you questions or speculate. But what I'll say is, most cases, you're going to dispose of the assets. You're going to write up a report that says, here's what we had, here's what we did, here's what we proposed to do with it. And you'll find that with a judge or the judge will say that's fine it's approved and then you cut checks to the attorney to the court to the heirs and everything's done and finalized so you might not ever have to physically go before the judge again you might submit paperwork and if it's done properly the court will just approve it and you don't need to come in in person yeah and 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 that was the case and and it was just interesting to see some of the other cases that were going on and uh fascinating isn't it i wanted i wanted to go back and finish watching it but i just didn't know no. like is there is there a consistent like if i went is there an 11 o'clock uh, so or? so the ones that are later are different and they're 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 gonna they're gonna go from the 8 30 track to be assigned to an 11 o'clock track and 11 o'clock are going to be usually hearings and sometimes they involve privacy matters like uh guardianships for children or conservatorships for people who don't have capacity. And so some of those are not open to the public, mm -hmm. um, whereas the 830 is always open to the public. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be not, in the old days, you could wander back in the, the room and they would either have it locked or they'd allow you in and you could follow up on certain hearings down the road. Case in point, Britney Spears very famously 
had a conservatorship case in LA in the same building you were in. Uh, it was in department two. And whenever they had a matter coming up, there'd be like protests on the street. And it was just like chaos outside. Um, but it was fascinating, but you couldn't get in the room because obviously so many people wanted to be there for privacy reasons, they didn't allow it to happen. Yeah, and I was in department 11. Is the different departments mm -hmm. mean like a different, different um, type or no? In general, Department One is the chair is the uh, head judge for the division of probate. Two is the most senior, uh, um, Deborah, Deborah Perry, I think it is, um, and then the rest are fairly much all colleagues. There's there's I think a total of nine probate divisions, and each division is in a different department or different room. So no, there's no real difference unless it's a major case. You won't be in one or two it'll be in one of the others. And then sometimes there'll be two people who file petitions and they'll be assigned to different departments. And what the judges will do, there's a system where they're gonna agree, no, we want them both in the same spot. So they're both being heard together. So uh, there's, a, there's a, the one thing, you probably got this clearly in LA, more so than other places, is the judges are focused on keeping things moving. Do you kind of get a sense like they're just pushing everybody to, to keep moving forward? Um, the actual judge, I think his name's Rosenthal, mm -hmm. and uh, every time we've been there, we've been there twice, and he's he's very calm. That's why I was like, this guy must just assign dates because he's you know he'll tell you, well, this isn't the time to to kind of plead your there case, you but let's there you go. let's let's get you a date, and then we can figure out this what's really what's going on in that. So, so that's why I was wondering. He's he looks like low stress. Like, is do the, does actually he. Is it handed off to somebody else or somebody no. else to get that case? He no, does, he's yeah. he's wow. handling it all the way through. And, for, and in general, I mean, there's exceptions, but in general, he's gonna handle it through. And so again, the 8.30 time slot that you were in is just the time not to get into those arguments and discussions yeah. and details. Yeah. And he's just trying to push. Now, some days they have a bunch of, of, of matters to get through. I, I was there today, I was the only sale in the 8.30 calendar I was on. I've had days where there were two or three sales. There was like 50 people there and it's just, you know, bedlam and the judge just wants to move things through quickly. Sometimes you'll see people who take, you know, take more time, like people without attorneys. I think the judges will be way more accommodating to people who are pro per, pro se, meaning they don't, they're representing themselves. Um, but you get a couple of those. And then that 8.30 calendar will extend like 9.30, 10 o'clock. Well, now you have a 9.30 calendar that's late. And you have a 10.30 calendar that's gonna be late. And so that's where you'll see, I find if you're early in the order, the judges have a little more time for you. If you're late in the order, they'll look at their watch like, oh my gosh, I have all these 930 matters. I have to get rid of this thing. So uh, depending on how that fits for you, you want to keep that in mind strategically. Yeah. Cool. Well, good luck, Javier. Thank you. Um, okay. Any other questions, comments, challenges I can help you guys with today? And then just a reminder, we have the probate weekly Facebook group where you continue the conversation there. I'd uh, love to have you participate and, and share your probate related content and you can share your mynemu.com or nemu uh, related content how you post it post it in my facebook group i'm glad to have everybody do that there but again i want to see you guys work you know i want us all to work harder at creating more value for our customers i see hand up from cat what's up cat hey bill thanks for taking my question sure. um i just wanted to know like where would i start if i wanted to like brand new to probate uh, realtor, where would I start? 
Yeah, that's a good question. Are you so there's two different types of people who have asked that question. One are brand new real estate agents, and one are experienced agents that want to get into probate. So how long have you been in real estate? Yeah, um, seven years. And are you full time? I am. And when you say you've basically made a living at it, you just want to do better and want to make more? Right. So if you're already at that stage, I, I, again, I'm not selling anything here. So I have the liberty of not having to sell you anything other than I'll sell you on hard work, consistency and the American dream. Um, I think that the biggest opportunity missed by realtors, it was true of me. So I'm not just picking on you cap, but I'm, I'm going to own this myself. I was in the business a long time. I had a database of clients and I never talked to them about the importance of avoiding probate with proper estate planning or if they're in probate, how do you get through it efficiently with tools to dispose of their personal property or any other tool we talk about in this program? And so I think, you know, let me ask you, what do you do now to generate business for your current real estate business? Um, right now, I cold call. I actually um, cold call expires and for sale by owners. So it's like a Mike Furry agent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm not, but I, I've you come from that genre. So yeah. what I would say is the, the challenge of that, and I was a Mike Ferry agent. I, I feel like I'm a reform Mike Ferry agent. I've been sober from Mike Ferry for uh, uh, eight years now, for those who know what that means. Um, the great fundamentals. The problem with it is, is if your business is only generated by you cold calling, then you're like a hamster on the wheel. And then you stop cold calling, your business stops. And so I think more valuable is if you just took everybody you've already talked to, everybody you sold the house to, they didn't buy from you, they didn't sell with you, but you met with them, friends, family, who does your hair, who does your nails, your doctor, your dentist, your kid's dentist, your husband's, everybody you know, whoever at your church, everybody. And if you just told them how to increase their income, increase their wealth through real estate, how to keep more of it through proper estate planning, which I think is really critical, avoiding probate, or if you're in probate, how to get through it more efficiently. So I think the real opportunity for you is if you work on your foundation, your email database of all your contacts, and use also social media to uh, share with them the value you can create for, their, for them, that's the best way. Like I talked about today about posting uh, Nemo. Now that's going to be harder for you in the sense that your clients aren't aware they're involved with probate. But this could be your first post. You could do this once every ninety days and say, you know, for those of you who are going who are inheriting property, one of the challenges is what you do with all the stuff in the house. Uh, I was on a call today with a tool that helps you dispose of it. Uh, here's information. If you have questions, give me a call because you always want them to call you. So that's the purpose of today's call is I just created for you a social media piece that I believe you should be posting in your social media, whatever that means to you, your Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, whatever you do. You can do a short video on the subject and post it. Um, and I think you should. I think that would be really helpful for you. Awesome. Thanks so much. And those kinds of things. And so I do this call every week. You can see the past episodes at episodes.probateweekly.com come on every week, but my goal is to create content for you and help you learn tools to help you build your business on a weekly basis. Awesome. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks so much. Always great. Okay. Let me go back to the chat box. I know I missed some questions along the way. Sandra asked, what's my experience? Is there something in particular, Sandra, that you were 
asking about my experience with or just in general i could talk about i'm 64 years old sarah so i i mean uh uh sandy so i have a lot a lot of experience so anything in particular you're you're inquiring about i think that you had uh, started to you know share as you were talking to the other attendee about the experience with the judges and how they line up cases and things like that so uh, that was interesting mm -hmm. um I, I thought in my head to to go down to the probate court in the chicago illinois area and mm -hmm. just sit in the audience with yes. my business card in my hand yes. looking pretty <laughs> looking professional i have my best i was there today I had my best suit on white shirt silk tie i was cleaned up ready to go definitely okay and, and so that's on my radar to you know you know block off some time and scroll down there and you know kind of observe and see you know if there's any opportunities there i would urge everybody here who's looking to get more business and probate to go to the court you know hyver went because he unfortunately has to or fortunately is doing it for his late sister who I actually knew she was a ask officer that i work with um but i think as a real estate agent if you're looking to build your probate business go to the court with the idea of just doing recon how what what are people's problems here and how can i solve them right mm -hmm. one problem is they have real estate and and they just think any realtor can handle it but when you sit there in court you realize a lot of the realtors don't know what they're doing a lot of the attorney here's the shocking part most attorneys in probate court don't really know what they're doing 10 percent are, are great okay. but nine percent don't know any more than any of you do and if you go to court, you'll know a little more than they will, number one. Number two, as you, anytime you go to court, take your phone out, shoot a video, put it on your social media. I did that today. Mm -hmm. Like that's like great kind. As a court today, here's what I learned. Whatever it is you learn, you know, whatever you learn is one more thing than your customer. And if you share it with your customers, then you're creating value for them. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Um, okay, and so uh, Josephine says you've been going to court. You heard that's open again. So, and Josephine, I've noticed you've got some nice listings, some good probate business. You know, I I subscribe to our MLS uh, search for our probate listings, and I am always <laughs> disappointed to see your name. No, proud to see your name, happy to see your name. Uh, but and it's and you're right, right in my neighborhood. You really do a good job. Congratulations. Um, okay, Tasha says she's never been to court, but would like to go. Well, you know, Tasha doesn't cost anything. You got to pay for parking, but I would say go to court and check that out. Uh, Sandra Gibson says her probate listings from family friend referral and collaborating with other realtors. Well, there you go. Your family friend referral is screaming out for let every family and friend you know and every realtor, whatever you know about probate, whatever you can do to help them again not to beat a dead horse that was the purpose of today's call was one more thing you can share with them uh because why because you're helping them uh with their clients helping them with their financial problems and we want to we want to solve those problems okay i think uh, oh there's jenny uh got her hand up what's up jenny you know i'm so sorry my zoom took a minute or, or two to get through so can you give a, a another uh brief synopsis of my nemo Oh wow! You know, Sarah did such a nice job. Oh, this is I was just a minute too <laughs> this, late. My Zoom took a minute. I'm good so news. Sorry. Good news. It's recorded on YouTube. Go to episodes.youtube.com, oh, cool. and right at the beginning, I asked that question. And you know, I, I, and just uh, she's on the call here. I, maybe I'll let you jump in, Sarah, and give us, give us your uh, one or two minute elevator speech. But I will say that after interviewing her once, 
going on her uh, website to prepare for today, I, I, I was a one compared to her presentation as a 10. So Sarah, yeah. can you kind of give a brief one or two and minute elevator pitch? And my first question, my second question was going to be, do you find does it work better for families that get along or does it work also for families that don't get along or have a difference of opinions on what should happen to all this stuff? And Jenny yeah, specializes great. in the families that are having a civil war. Oh, okay. No, I have the ones that have more stuff than, and I'm a pet yeah. rat, and I even walk in and I'm shocked, like, oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, great to meet you, Janie. Um, so I, a little brief, brief um, synopsis on Nemo. I, I started Nemo for, based on my own family's experience, inheriting um, really precious items. Some were valuable, but they were mainly sentimental and um, my mom was responsible from the, for the process and really overwhelmed by it. Um, so I started building a tool for, for them to use. And what the tool has evolved into is one that allows families to quickly catalog their property, but also capture legacy and stories about items. Um, from there, we pull in price estimates to bring a little bit more price transparency around what stuff is worth anything at it, or if it is, how much. Um, and then we've built an algorithm that takes emotional value scores for each item from each beneficiary, and the algorithm will equitably divide the assets so there's no fighting, no travel needed. It really, um, you know, allows families to appreciate what's left behind instead of fighting over it. Um, and then we'll help families sell whatever is left. And so, as Bill asked, we serve families kind of across the wealth spectrum. Um, and the the tool, while originally built, or my motivation to build it was to keep our family together and not fighting. It certainly solves for that. Um, but I have been really pleasantly surprised to see so many families who do get along and just use it from, you know, because it's a convenient tool to use and it helps them um, move through the process with more grace and celebration than kind of resentment. Well, and they probably have to be surprised sometimes that like they would have thought nobody wants the particular things like who wants the that suitcase yes. of photographs or whatever. And yes. but somebody does. You just have to figure out who it is, right? Exactly. And it and it it doesn't feel so big to start with, but as you get into it, it's I mean, as I'm sure everybody on this call has seen many times, it, it becomes a quite a big task. Um, so yeah, happy to chat offline as well. You can reach me at Sarah, S-A-R-A-H at mynemu.com. Um, always happy to chat with folks. Yeah. Well, and the one, Bill, I'm sure can confirm this. The, the one thing is that families, especially if they haven't done it before, they think, oh, the project is this size and they yes. come to realize it's like this yes. size. Huh? Yeah, the estate sale. I mean, there are people who, do estate sales, and I've had them on the show as well. And that's a big job. Now, Nima goes way further than that because there's also the, you know, the stuff that would take before the estate sale that the estate sale doesn't solve that problem and yeah. might even, even make it worse. So, but well, I will say that when I see the people who do the estate sale, that's a lot of work. It's just mm -hmm. amazing what that looks like. Yeah. And what, what I've learned is that, you know, families have actually already done a lot of the work estate sales do they've already gone through each item to figure out who's going to get what and and some of those steps that um there's just there hasn't been a great tool to capture that 
that process and, and that work that people are already doing. And so the intent is to, to help them leverage that work so they can sell their items more quickly. Or if they do go to an estate sale manager that they're able to provide that information directly to them so they can reduce that timeline or, or cost. All right. Well, sir, thanks again for the elegant explanation about <laughs> mine. Scary, you end up in malpractice. And Janie, thank you for jumping in and asking the questions. Always appreciate having you. And Janie, like I said, specializes in selling houses for families where they're warring over the personal property. No, just kidding. I don't want don't want to wish you best to find you. Okay, well, I think we're, we're kind of at the end here, so I need to wrap up. Jane, thank you so much. Sarah, thank you so much. Uh, and for all of those, and Javier, thanks for sharing. Uh, it was great to see you. And um, it, it was a lot of fun in LA County Court today. And so um, and, you know, let's continue to share our, our um, successes. And I think who asked about court in uh, Chicago, I guess that's probably Clark County, circle back, go there, here's your homework, go there and circle back and tell us what it was like, because that's really the key here is we're, I did this to work together. I did this to build a mastermind of colleagues to push my business. I didn't do this. I'm not getting paid to do this, but I am. I'm getting better at my job and making money selling houses as a result. I want to encourage you guys to do the same thing. So again, just to wrap up, this is probably weekly. We do it every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Eastern. You can sign up for the Zoom call at probateweekly.com. You can see the replays at episodes.probateweekly.com. We also have a Facebook group. You can continue the conversation there. We have over 3,000 members. If you have referrals or are looking for referrals for attorneys or realtors or other vendors, love to have you there. Anybody who knows anything about advancing when families move into senior care facilities, if anybody has any kind of tools in that area, that's that's a topic that's been coming up regularly as we're building out our adult care facility uh, business, uh, kind of FYI. So again, uh, I'm Bill Gross at Bill Gross Probate on social media. I appreciate your support today and we'll see you guys again next week. Thanks so much. And Sarah, thank you again. That's fantastic.